0: ask you to turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, and I want you to mark that place and hold there for just a moment and let's go back into the book of Mark chapter 10. So again, the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, mark that place and let's go back to the gospel of Mark chapter 10, we're going to read in just a moment. A few weeks ago, I guess it was back at the end of the last calendar year, uh, we talked about when the blind people come in contact with Jesus, uh, that a change in their life has happened. We're going to read this morning another excerpt or another small portion of the account of blind Bartimaeus and his encounter with Jesus. But what I want us to focus on is the 46th verse for just a moment. So Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, and they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. This morning our title would be on the side of the road. Most of the time when you see somebody on the side of the road, they've got a problem. Now, in the current time in which we live, usually if we see somebody on the side of the road, either A, they're without a vehicle walking, or B, their vehicle is incapacitated and it's not going to keep going forward anymore. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been on the side of the road, it never happens at a convenient time. Has anybody here, and you can raise your hand if you want, but has anybody here ever had a flat and had a flat at a convenient time? If you ever had a breakdown or maybe things happened at a time when, when it seems like this is not good timing. I say that to you because when a person's on the side of the road, they're usually in a, a situation and they need some help. Obviously, blind Bartimaeus that we're going to see this morning was on the side of the road and he needed some help.
1: For you and I here this
0: morning that we are in a situation in our life, we need help. Now, I hope that you all will agree with me that this world that we live in is a cursed world full of brokenness. There is no brokenness in Christ this morning. There's brokenness in the world, but there is no brokenness in Christ. So this morning, I want to ask you, if you're here this morning and you're on the side of the road, what are you going to do? You can sit there and you can get mad about a flat tire on the side of the road all you want to, but it's not going to fix your problem. If you've overheated or you don't have a clue what's going on, you just know your automobile's not working, you can sit there all day long and think, well, this is not good timing or this is bad or I wish my mechanic or my neighbor or my spouse... You can blame all you want, but the fact is, what are we going to do? There are many people today that have not just broken lives, Their lives are together, but there's broken moments in their lives. In the brokenness you have in your life, what are you going to do? We see that blind Bartimaeus, it said, was sat by the highway side begging. People that are on the side of the road, uh, they're they're in a, a pretty bad shape. It says, 47th verse, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, He began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, when blind Bartimaeus was sitting on the side of the road, you need to understand, he was in a situation that was fixed. And what I mean by fixed is, he couldn't get out of it. I remember very plainly the night I was saved, folks. I knew beyond the shine of a doubt I was in a place and I could not get out by myself. I was broken and I was right in the right on the side of the road with no help in my life, and I needed Jesus in my life. This morning, I want to tell you there's been other circumstances, time and time and time again that that that, that I feel like that I'm in a place of brokenness, and we need that help. And Blind Bartimaeus was fixed. He was right there, and it says he was on the side of the highway. And there he was begging. He was in a fixed state. If you kept your finger marked in the book of First Peter, chapter 1, and the third verse says this, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The word lively means to enjoy real life. Folks, I want to tell you, there's two kinds of people that I believe are out there today. I believe there are people that are enjoying life as far as the day they were born and the jobs they have and the people they're around. They're enjoying life. But I believe there are people that are enjoying eternal life. That's another group of people. Now you can be doing both of those, but you see, just because you're enjoying the life by which you have, doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy eternal life. For that is only reserved for those that came to Christ just like blind Bartimaeus did. You see, for all the people out there that say, well I'm living it up, I'm living my life, I'm enjoying my life, they can be living life and happy as they can and they can still be on the side of the road this morning. How many people are on the side of the road, and notice what he said, that he says that he gives to us a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let's go back to Mark for just a minute. We see here with Blind Bartimaeus that there is a perfect example of how to get help from God. If somebody's on the side of the road, they need help. Here's the problem. Where do you start? Now, it's pretty easy for us now just to pick up our phone and call. Not long ago, when I started traveling overseas, I started uh, purchasing an insurance, a AAA insurance, and I found out that all I've got to do is if I'm on the side of the road somewhere, I hit a button and then I can call for help, and sure enough, they'll send somebody to my rescue. But I have to know where to start when I'm in need on the side of the road. You don't have a phone. You've got a flat tire. You've got to know where your spare is or who to call to bring you a if you do find a phone. We can, we can talk about all these examples this morning, but if you're on the side of the road, blind Barnabas was there begging, and Jesus passed by, he knew that was his opportunity. Aren't you glad today that when Christ passed by in our life, he grants us a wonderful opportunity to help us out in the time of need by which we're in? Notice what happened. It says, and Jesus When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. Not everyone that cries out to God is going to get help because the question is, do they cry out to him complaining or do they cry out to him for help? Notice what happens to blind Bartimaeus here when he heard that it was Jesus. We are absolutely amazed and find it the cutest thing when a baby starts talking. It is. It's pretty pretty amazing when they start saying these words and then they start stringing words together. A baby starts talking. We're amazed. Let me ask you something. When does an infant or a baby start listening? The moment they're born, I'll even go back. Before that, they are able to hear. You see, as human beings, without any complications, we hear before we speak. You see, one of the great struggles that we have in our life is we don't listen too much. Notice what blind Bartimaeus did. He says, and when he heard that it was Jesus. I believe that blind Bartimaeus was listening and I believe he was listening attentively. You know, there's all these things out there today that talks about are you a good listener? And what is a good listener? And how do you know somebody's engaged in that? And, you know, that they tell you that if you're talking to me and I'm distracted and I'm talking about those, I'm not engaged in you. You know what? Today, I believe that God is listening to us. I don't believe God is distracted. Do you believe God is distracted from all these other things that He cannot listen to you? Folks, God is not distracted from listening to you and to me. But the question begins to turn around this morning and get a little more personal. The question is, are we distracted from listening to God? Folks, the world throws all these things out in front of us. And they're there and they're they're very good about putting things that we like and appealing in front of our eyes. And all these things happen. And notice what blind Bartimaeus did. It says, when he heard that it was Jesus. Now notice who we're talking about this morning. Blind Bartimaeus. Folks, he could not see, but he could definitely listen. This morning I know that there's a lot of people that don't see Jesus, but do they hear him speaking? Folks, one of the sweetest things that a person could ever experience in their life is that still, small voice beginning to speak into their soul that they needed to be saved. Not only that still, small voice calling a person to repentance, but that still, small voice that speaks peace to that repentant heart. When I was stuck on the side of the road, I came much like blind Bartimaeus. And when he heard that it was Jesus. Are we listening to what he's saying to us? Are we listening to the things that, that he lays before us? Psalms in the 46th chapter and the 10th verse. It says, be still. Listen to what the, the psalmist David said. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. You know what the word be still means? The word still means to relax. Just relax. In a time when people get very anxious and excited, and I understand all those situations that we can get in, but of all these places that we find ourselves in, can we just relax and listen to God? What is God saying? You know, a lot of times God speaks, but we don't want to listen because we're afraid of what He's going to say. Folks, if you're on the side of the road this morning, you need to listen to what God is saying. But notice what blind Bartimaeus did. He says, and when he heard that it was Jesus. Are you listening this morning? Turn back into the Old Testament, the book of 1 Samuel for just a moment. 1 Samuel, specifically chapter 3. We're going to read about the Lord calling Samuel. He heard, but he didn't truly perceive who was calling him. You know, this morning there's a lot of people that God's trying to talk to this morning and instead of listening to God, they're not really perceiving that it's God that is talking to them. First Samuel chapter 3 for just a moment. Let's go ahead and skip down to the third verse. Sir, First Samuel chapter 3 and in verse 3. And ere the lamp of God went out of the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel. Now we talk about, Lord, open up our ears, but there's also an understanding that goes. Notice what he said Samuel answered, Here am I. But the problem was, he ran to Eli. He said, Here am I. For thou calledest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again, and he went and laid down. So here you've got God calling an individual. He called that individual. The individual heard him, but he went to run. And the, the thing is, is that he went to the wrong place after he heard. Folks, I believe that God is calling the people. They're hearing that. But the problem is, they're turning to the wrong one to help them when they're stuck on the side of the road. Here it is. He said, he says, I didn't call you, Eli said. Did. He said, Sam, you need to go and lay down again. The Lord called six verses. It says the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said. So he heard him. He ran to him again. He says for thou didst call me. And he answered. I called not my son. Lie down again. Sometimes you see the, 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 the stubbornness of human beings. That God is calling. And he's got their attention. But they're not turning to him. They're turning to other sources. And Samuel did not know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. For thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. So listen to what Eli says. He said unto Samuel, Go. Lie down. And it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. He said, don't think it's me. He said, acknowledge the fact that it's the Lord. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And notice what happened in the 10th verse. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth and the Lord said unto Samuel behold I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle and you see that once God got the attention of of Samuel and Samuel began to realize that it wasn't uh, Eli that he called him he says he said this is you that is calling me People today that come to church, it's not preachers that call you. It's not not Sunday school teachers that call you and deacons that call you. Folks, it's the Spirit of God that calls you to repentance. And notice, let's go back to Mark chapter 10 for just a minute. Notice what happened. It says, when he heard that it was Jesus. He heard. This morning, I want to ask you a very personal question. Have you heard the Lord speaking to you? You know what's amazing and what I marvel at is you can be sitting right here and somebody's sitting right beside you. The Lord is speaking to you. Don't look to the person to your left nor your right because they cannot hear what you hear in your heart. The night when the Lord called me to repentance, I I would have said the the Lord was just crying as loud that everybody there should hear that the Lord was calling me. But not a single soul could hear that. That was a voice that was sent just for me. Folks, this is a very personal relationship that God desires to have with mankind. He's not just giving you something generically speaking. It is for you. It is tailored and it is made for you that you might be able to have that experience. And notice what happened to blind Bartimaeus. It says, and when he had heard that it was Jesus. Folks, listening and hearing and understanding is going to create some kind of an action. If you hear the Lord this morning, what are you going to do about it? Sure, you're stuck on the side of the road. You've heard that the Lord can get you out of the situation you're in. But I'm going to ask you very, very personally. What are you going to do about it? To some, they're going to get up and walk out of the church house and say, I'm not going to do anything. To another, they're going to do much like blind Bartimaeus did. And it said, he began to cry out. You know, today I believe that's one of the greatest things we can do in our life is to cry out. The word cry, I looked it up and it means to scream. Or a cry is that of a raven. I thought, why do we cry like a raven? What does that mean? Hold that thought for just a moment. Let's go back into the book of Psalms for just a minute. Psalms one hundred and forty. 7. The other day I started reading about the raven and the, the nature of the raven. You see, the raven will feed its young for just a little while. And when they get to that point that that raven is on its own and it can fly, it will not bring it food anymore. That raven is responsible for its own food. You see, I believe in raising children and the love and the admonition of the Lord. But there's going to come a time that those individuals are going to be on their own. That they're going to have to feast of the things of God on their own. Preachers can raise their children in church all they want. There's going to come a time in their life that that child is going to have to be on their own. A raven, he said, what he means by crying out is that of a raven is, that raven, once they feed their young to the point that they don't need them no more, they almost shoo them out of the nest. They basically would shoot them out of the nest and say, you're on your own. If you're going to live, God's going to have to provide it for you. Folks, what a wonderful place it is for a human being to get to the place to realize that they're in a predicament in their life that if they're going to be delivered, that God's going to have to give it to them. Too many people want to help their children out or too many people want to say, I can give you this or I can give you that, folks. Parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents, they can help people out, but there's one thing that not one of them can do and that is they cannot save your soul. When that raven is cast out of a net, it must depend upon God to supply their needs. Folks, when we're on the side of the road like blind Bartimaeus, he that he began to cry out. Notice what he says here in the book of Psalms 147 and in verse nine. He giveth to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry. Did you hear that? Go back now in the book of blind Barnabas, excuse me, in the book of Mark, where it talks about blind Bartimaeus and it says, And he began to cry out like that of a raven. Psalms 147. In verse, skip down to the ninth verse, and it says, He give it to the beast, his food, and to the young ravens which cry. You know what, how many of us are on the roadside complaining instead of crying? Lost people today, they can blame all they want to about why they are where they are, or what's brought them to the situation they're in. But there is a difference in complaining versus crying. The night the Lord saved my soul, I have no shame in telling you folks, I cried out to God. I was like a raven. I was a beggar and said, God, I'm in need of my life. And notice what happened. It says, uh, just like we read there in Psalms, it said that He will give food to the, the, the raven that is crying. Folks, God gave me what I needed. If you're on the roadside today, I want you to know something. God can give you exactly what you need. Sometimes a car on the side of the road is out of gas. Sometimes it's a flat tire. Sometimes it's an engine problem. Whatever it is, you see, God can give you exactly what we need to supply us with what we need. Blind Bartimaeus, it was blind, and it says, He began to cry out. I don't know that there's a problem with people asking God, but you have to wonder, what's the earnestness? Of our asking God. Here it says that he cried out. It's easy to blame God for not acting and responding and giving us what we need on our behalf. Well God if you're infinite and you're all wise. You know my needs before they happen. And you know what I'm going to say? Amen. Yes he does. But folks we still got to cry out to God. We think that just because God knows everything, He's going to hand us everything, He's going to give us everything. But the truth of the matter is, blind Bartimaeus got to the point, and notice what he said. He says, He began to cry out. And notice what he began to cry. Let's continue to read this verse. He said, Jesus, thou son of David. You see, once David took over the throne." To Israel as their king. There's going to be a greater than David that was going to come along. David and We don't want to get into the, the depth of David and how he was chosen as king. And the things that he's done in order to inherit that throne. But there is a greater than David that's going to inherit that throne. And you see the seed is going to live on. And it's going to be one that that, that Christ is going to be able to set upon. And notice what he's saying here. Jesus thou son of David. You see, he knew that this was not just another person. And some people had struggled with that. They did not think Jesus was who he said he was. You know, there's a lot of people that struggle. Lord, is this this gospel really what people say it is? Is is what I'm hearing, is it really what I I think I'm hearing? Who is this son of David? And he recognized that. Romans, I believe it is, in chapter 1. The very third verse says this. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made the seed of David according to the flesh. Now if he was, he says, thou Jesus, thou son of David. Now I don't want to go back and read it, but you can go back into the book of 2 Samuel and it talks about that out of, out of the, the lineage of David was going to be the one that was going to sit on that throne eternally. Folks, today you've got to turn to one that is eternal. David had a beginning and David had an end. David had a, a, a time in his life. But for you and for me today, we have to realize the one that's going to help us when we're on the side of the road is the one that is eternal, folks, and that is God. God is eternal. We believe that the work that He does in the heart of a man, that that is eternal. Let's read what He says here that in the fourth verse of Romans chapter 1. And declared to be the Son of God... With power. Now he was also the. He said the seed of David. Now he's the son of man. He's the son of God. He's uh, also, as we read here, he's the son of David, and that has to be the son of God with power, according to the Spirit of Holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. I believe that Jesus had an earthly mission, but let me ask you a question: What was Jesus' mission on this earth? To cause the blind to see? Absolutely. Was it to make the, uh, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk? Sure, all those things fit why Jesus came. But folks, you have to remember, the number one reason that Jesus came was to die. All of those things proved that He was the Son of God. He's the only one that could perform all those miracles to prove that He was the Son of God, to become the Son of Man so that He might die for you and for me. Folks, when you're on the side of the road and you need help, there's one that can help. And it's the Son of David. Notice what He said here. He says, Jesus, thou Son of David. I love what He says right here. Have mercy on me. Folks, I hope that you hear this more than anything else I say this morning. Blind Bartimaeus didn't come seeking for merit. he come seeking for mercy. You know what? Today there's a lot of people on the side of the road that want some kind of merit about why they're in the state they're in and how they don't belong there. But folks, today that's not what Blind Bartimaeus did. When he was on the side of the road, he went crying for mercy. If you're stuck this morning and you're in that place and you're on the side of the road, I pray that you would ask God for mercy. You know what a mercy is? It's, it, it, grace is where we, we, we are given things that we do not deserve. And we see that God's mercy is that, that He bestows upon us the things that we deserve, but yet He does not allow to bestow upon us. And notice what He said. He said, Have mercy on me. You know, there was a lot of people that probably needed Christ along the way. And blind Bartimaeus said they're going to have to pray their own prayer. He says, Lord, I need help for me. You know, this morning, I'm a believer in praying for other people. But first and foremost, you've got to pray for yourself. If you're stuck on the side of the road and you need help, you need to get your life where it needs to be. You need to call out to the one that can help you. And when you find that help, then we begin to cry out to others. But notice what he said there. He began to say, uh, he says, Thou son of David, he said, Have mercy on me. Genesis, let me read to you 32. Genesis chapter 32 and down the tenth verse. I am not worthy that look I am not worthy of the least of all of the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. Notice what he said. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies. How much mercy has God shown you in your life? Folks, if people's not ever experienced mercy, they're truly missing out. They're truly missing out on what God has intended for us to be able to experience. For we see here in the book of Titus, chapter 3 and verse 5, not of works lest any man, uh, not of works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I want to ask you a question. Why is it so hard? For people to be humble. Or maybe I should ask this. Do people struggle with being humble? Pride is easy to get. Is it not? Pride's easy. You don't have to look very far to get pride in your life. Pride will just. The world and the devil just keeps throwing in front of you. And they puff you up. And they puff you up. And they lift you up. But you know what? This blind bar demands the one that was sick. He began to beg. He said have mercy on me. There's a lot of people in this world today that are unhappy. I have found that there's two identical people in the exact situation, exact same circumstance. One of them's at peace and one of them's in disarray. Folks, at peace is when you know God's in control of all these things. That his mercy is going to endure, that His mercy is going to be a bastone of us. But, but all these others today, it seems like that, that, that they're so distraught because they feel like that God is not in control. We have so many gadgets at our fingertips. We have so many things that we can access, but yet our world today is still struggling to find peace. Blind Bartimaeus, he found it right there. The very key to happiness. He said, Lord, he said, have peace. Mercy on me. This morning, if you're here and you're on the side of the road, I pray that you would listen to what blind Bartimaeus did. He heard that it was Jesus. Notice what he says there. He began to cry out. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. I have no clue what you need this morning. But I know the one that can supply your needs this morning. God bless you this morning is my prayer. I pray the Lord would just watch over and care for you. I want us to get a song if we can.